0: My Hall of Fame walk-up will be accompanied by Drake's trophies. You can't necessarily apply March Madness principles to everywhere else. Why not? Isn't that what we are trying to
1: achieve in all facets as a civilization? Th- that's why I failed AP Chemist, because I was figuring out where
0: Steve Nash was going. <laughs> Plenty of things to hide, just none of them criminal. I should just record everything I say.
1: Welcome to I've Heard it Both Ways. <laughs> it's some meditation ain't
2: working, that's yeah. so why I'm about to lose it. I'm caught up in my cranium. It's got me feeling quite clueless. There's some
0: meditation ain't working. Alright, welcome in. Oh, I'm about to lose it. NBA free agent season, SZN. The dominoes have mostly fallen. We're still waiting on one big domino, the defending champ. You can't win a title without this guy. That's been proven. It is Patrick McCaw coming off of his third straight championship. We uh, don't know where he's going, but the future of the league clearly depends on it.
1: Oh, yeah. So today we have joining us, our local sideline dynasty-ite. Tried <laughs> to Stratonite Wolf Wall Street that.
2: You're I, was, I was about to quote... Uh... With the great Leonardo
0: DiCaprio and say I'm not leaving <laughs> there we go good we watch that Kendall and I watch that scene every time every time before we record just to we, psych ourselves up we pre-game <laughs> that <gets>
2: so
1: because <laughs> the show goes
0: on <laughs> so Jackson toll glad to have you his
1: second appearance on this esteemed podcast um he just started a Instagram account sports update with JT Jackson you want to tell us a little bit about your Instagram account yeah
2: it's good to be on with you guys again yeah sports update with JT. We're trying to keep, keep you up to date with sports news, but also provide player questions and answers, uh, specifically with student-athletes. So you'll get a lot of exclusive content there. Give it a follow. And as far as NBA free, free agency, can't wait to talk about it today. The only thing that's been on my mind about it lately is how lit NBA 2K20 is about to be. I,
1: I wish I, I missed 2K. I haven't played 2K in forever. That's the one thing that sucks about growing
0: up. Just like, the last I got, time I played 2K is when you, Kendall, beat me when Clay Thompson was like 0 for 50. <laughs> and I just swore off 2K games forever. I
2: don't do
0: it too, yeah. When was that? That was, was in like, like
1: 2014. Yeah, yeah that the, was you, the midnight. Yep, you, were things, the, huh? you were the
0: Lob City Clippers. I was the pre-Dynasty Warriors. And, no, it was, it was Steph. Because Clay was money. It was Steph that I couldn't make anything with. Yeah. Well, I, lost by, I was ahead the whole game and lost by like four right at the end.
1: Well, that was my strategy. Shut Steph down. Steph hit the big I mean, the, I have many downfalls, uh, but uh, good exes and those guys.
2: Some <laughs> wounds take longer to heal. Some yeah. never heal. <laughs> uh, I, I
1: still think he's mourning over the, what was it? The North Carolina Duke all-night party match. That we had. No, I was Syracuse. If oh, were, Syracuse? No, I,
0: I, I had no hope of winning that game. You were that stacked North Carolina championship team. and Yeah, I, was, I won by like 30. Yeah, I was, I was Syracuse with like... I don't even remember who was on that Syracuse team. So I
1: know. I retired when I was on top. That's Yes, why. you did.
2: There
1: you go. Uh, the one thing... I, I did see like the 2K platinum... Or the 2K cover. And Anthony Davis is covering his jersey. And that kind of made me mad. I don't know why Anthony yeah. Davis is on... Even on
0: the cover either. It should be Kawhi. But... They probably asked Kawhi to do it, and he said no. He's like, no. He said, no, not right now. (laughs) Just like he said to me when I asked him for a picture. (laughs) I'm lumping him in with a jazz PR. Wow. They tried
2: to pitch pitch it to him. They were like, Kawhi, this will make you more of a fun guy.
1: I don't... Gosh, I can't believe you put Kawhi in the jazz PR. That hurts. That cuts deep, because
0: that's a wound that will never heal from me. They both turned me down on things that I really wanted, so... (laughs) That's well, Kawhi, why that's why I'm i feel like Kawhi together. had legit reasons.
1: I mean, you ambushed him at Full
0: Locker. What okay, can <laughs> True. That did happen.
1: We were professionals with the Jazz PR. That is true.
0: And now we have to buy freaking tickets. Plus Kawhi just said no and you know, we got on with life. The jazz made us wait for like a week and a half did, just to say no.
1: Kawhi shook your hand too, right? He did, yes. Okay.
0: So right, that, it was was, right. up that was That was that was a little excessive and uncalled for on my part. <laughs> I would apologize, but who cares? Don't worry, Kawhi. I got your back. You can come on anytime. (laughs) Sunday, uh, one of the wildest days in NBA history. I think that can't be questioned. Um, One thing I wanted to ask, do you like that they moved it up to like 6 p.m., or did you like doing it at midnight? (sighs) I think everything's better at midnight. Exactly. To me, it was kind of like Christmas Eve more than anything. It was like the anticipation, and then boom, it just takes off, whereas today it was kind of like you had to wait the whole morning before we got any action.
1: Like Even with, like, um, Midnight Madness for college basketball. So, R.I.P.
0: Yeah, but they're
1: just taking everything away because of the East Coast bias. What was your favorite free agency signing? Let's go with that. Okay.
2: Ooh. Favorite free agency signing for me? I, I, as a LeBron, someone who signs with LeBron, I really love what the Lakers have done. But the only problem is I don't know how they're going to go to fill that out. In terms of an under-the-radar kind of signing, I mean, it was still a big signing. I love what the Celtics have done. I think there's a chance they may be able to improve just because Kyrie obviously is not good for chemistry as we saw in Boston. I think Brad Stevens, when he has a team that has chemistry, they have potential and I think with Kemba, who is someone who buys in, works hard. Even though they lose some pieces like Al Horford, I think they've got some potential to improve. I don't know what your guys' thoughts. Well, about.
0: what do you think? Uh, what do you? Th- what do they do in the front court now? Because Horford was so huge for them, especially on defense, and then just kind of like anchoring pick and rolls and stuff. Like, and they let Aaron Baines go. Like, who do they have left besides like Tice? Yeah, they don't have anyone. They don't have anyone exactly. So <laughs> they need to. Well, they signed Cantor, but. I like it. They yeah. signed Cantor for, like, dirt cheap. So yeah, it was two is... years, $10 million. But, like, in the He's playoffs, as... <laughs> like, the Sixers, with now with Horford and Embiid, are just going to blow the doors off of them, I feel like, with Can- if Cantor's your, your primary big. You're screwed.
2: That's true. That's a tough matchup. We saw Cantor hold his own in the playoffs at West this past year, but they definitely need some help. I don't know who that is at this point.
1: Okay, so, Ben, what was your favorite
0: signing? Uh, I'm going to be a homer for a minute. Uh, The Jazz knocked this offseason out of the freaking park with Conley, the Conley trade, and then picking up uh, Boyan, which kind of made me sad because I'm Team Bogdan in the Battle of the Bogdanoviches, but (laughs) with Boyan coming to the Jazz now, it's a great move. Uh, I saw a tweet, and it was like, imagine all the threes that Rubio and Crowder missed. Now (laughs) Conley and Boyan are going to be taking those threes, and it's like an 8% increase in percentage combined. So and then Ed Davis, like when I first heard, it, I was like, "Oh, it's Ed Davis," because I just remember him missing a lot of shots for Portland two playoffs ago. But then like uh, when being that they had to let Favors go, you get that same rebounding toughness, finishing around the rim, just not quite to the same degree. But the Jazz had a great off season. Yeah, you get
1: the eighty percent of Favors for thirty percent for thirty percent discount is my take
0: on it or 80, 80% myself. seems a little bit a little bit of a slight to favors because favors is low-key one of the best players that nobody talks about if that makes any sense so I wouldn't go 80% okay. but like but it is it okay, is a good pick 71.5% 68.4 deal <laughs> that's the art of the hard I think, sell
2: <laughs> I think jazz fans across the state and wherever they are all standing up and just applauding the new GM Justin Zanuck I hope I'm pronouncing his name right but I mean, not that Dennis Lindsay was a slouch at all. I think the Jazz have put the league on notice.
0: Well, the Jazz, too, did a really good job of kind of just, like, waiting out the Warriors, if you know what I mean. Because I was I was kind of critical of that strategy because I'm like, you know what, like, let's just go for it, try and go swing for swing with them. Houston did that. Houston looks to be on their way out now. So I think yeah. the Jazz did a good job of, like, okay, like let's just bide our time and, like, now we'll go for it.
1: Yeah, that is very true. I'm glad you brought up Houston. I think Houston um, won free agency day one by not getting any signs. Because if they had to trade for Jimmy Butler, I think it would just been a disaster. Like I saw a video of someone cooking. They're like the <laughs> the, the fries in the yeah. pot. Yep. yep. They're they're just adding the fries to the pot, and it catches on fire. It's the Rockets adding Jimmy Butler <laughs> to a locker room that's all already in chaos. supposedly in
0: chaos. <laughs>
2: that's true. I mean, plus, my, I'm they, sure you guys watched Game of Zones. One of my favorites was uh, the spoof on Jimmy Butler for the Timberwolves practice. Yeah,
0: that was awesome. Plus, they would have had to give up uh, two, any two of, um, who was it, Capella, Eric. Eric Gordon, and P.J. Tucker. And if you lose Capella, I feel like that's not a huge problem. But either of Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker were huge, huge P.J. Tucker guys over here. That would have hurt them way more than adding yep. Jimmy Butler would have helped them. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's
1: another thing is the Timberwolves. They they thought they were in the D'Angelo Russell sweepstakes just to get undercut um, by the Warriors once again. I guess they've never really been the same sentence as the Warriors. But Kat had like the on his Instagram story the loading sign. You're thinking, oh, this is going to happen. But it just shows no one wants that Wiggins contract either. Literally no one. What? Would you, if you're the Timberwolves, I mean, I'm just barely thinking of this, take on Chris Paul's contract to get rid of Andrew Wiggins so that just because Wiggins has like five more years on his contract or four more years while Paul only has three. So you get that unloaded cap space earlier to pair with someone else with cap. Because Chris Paul isn't that much. He's about the same level as...
0: Andrew Wiggins well, I, I feel like you just asked me if I would rather <laughs> die by drowning or die by being burned to death which are to me Dra- like two uh, of the two burned of the, to death excuse me no question two of the worst ways to go so I mean I guess you take whichever one goes quicker
1: yeah I'd rather be burned to death there's no doubt let the blower of the light
0: <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good hypothetical Jackson what about you
1: would you rather have Chris Paul or Andrew Wiggins
2: Well, like one of my good friends always says every single time we watch the Rockets play, um, as much as Chris Paul has a good game, he just looks like he's getting older and it's just biding his time until he's about to tear an Achilles or just, he just looks stiff out there, in my opinion. So I, I'm almost more prone to, although Wiggins has one of those contracts that is the worst in the NBA, maybe, maybe I mean, it's up there with Gordon Hayward for sure. Um, that one you, Maybe we're taking a risk Especially with how unsalvageable The relationship down there in Houston is With Hall and Harden
1: Yeah I think the Rockets would definitely do it I just oh, don't know if the Timberwolves would Just because, yeah. I mean I know like in year 4 or 5 Cat and Wiggins will both be paid Like 40 million Which the cap will increase but that's still 80 of a 120 projected Million okay. in your cap Which
0: is crazy yeah, I'm, de- one, I'm definitely taking the Paul contract just because you get out of it quicker. It's just what, more, more. Uh, you pull the trigger sooner. <laughs> and it's always,
1: yeah. you always got to get out of it early than late. I think that's the philosophy out of any sports. The Patriots, what is it? The Patriots scheme? The Patriot
0: way. The Patriot way. I like that better. <laughs> well, the Patriot way encompasses like this entire philosophy that we don't have time to get into. But that's just one, <laughs> one tenant of the Patriot, one tenant of the Patriot way. Uh, Brooklyn's got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and apparently DeAndre Jordan. He was able to sneak into that headline. I think he literally was, he's only on that team because he's friends with those guys. Because, <laughs> like he needs to be backing up Jared Allen. If it's the other way around, the Nets have cool. made a terrible mistake. Well, because we talked about last week how like
1: DeAndre Jordan had value if he was like a backup center. But if he's getting paid $15 million a year, it's hard to have a $15 million a year backup center.
0: But, anyways, the point oh. is, um, just how quickly things change in the NBA. Because even just as you know, two, three years ago, the Nets looked like they were screwed forever because Boston owned every draft pick they had ever had and whatever have, and probably half of the seats in their arena. And then you look at it now, like Boston, you know, they should be okay with with Kemba this upcoming year. But now all of a sudden, it's the Nets that look like they're going to be better than the Celtics for years to come. Uh, and then like the Jazz, as we were talking about earlier. It looked like the sky was falling when Gordon Hayward left. Now all of a sudden, like, they're kind of a dark horse to, I think, even win the Western Conference. So either of you, whoever wants to go first, is there anybody who looks like they came out good but might be regretting this summer in just a couple years? Immediately what comes to mind is the Charlotte Hornets. They let Jeremy Lamb, Kemba Walker walk, and... Walker walk. Johnny Walker walking in the forest. Sorry, (laughs) had to do it. Anyways...
1: And then signed Terry Rozier to a $58 million deal, something like that. Who else did they sign? I mean, they signed a lot of questionable athletes, in my mind. Well, um, I, I MKG. Don't
0: think, like, I don't think it was that bad to let Kemba and Jeremy Lamb go, because you know they've just been so blah for so long. I think they needed to go into a hard tank and rebuild, but they didn't really do that.
1: Yeah, they're trying to go, I wouldn't say like a soft rebuild. But they're kind of rudderless, honestly. Like yeah, they're kind of going to be stuck on that. just
0: cashing checks and drinking dark liquor.
1: <laughs> One team that I think like set themselves up for the future, um, the Indiana Pacers. Love what they did with the backcourt, being able to steal Brogdon
0: and having Oladipo back there. I mean, no one's going to be able to score on that front court, uh, that backcourt. I, w- I do worry a little bit about Brogdon's health because he's had the injuries, I think, in, in both feet but assuming he's healthy yeah that's going to be a tremendous young uh, backcourt with a lot of potential and if <laughs> looking at the bucks if they could go back they basically picked rose or, uh, excuse me um bledzo over brogdon and they extended Bledsoe, which really is looking bad now because he was just an, he was an absolute liability in the playoffs whereas i think brogdon was probably Milwaukee's second best player throughout the playoffs
1: yeah and they The Bucks were like set up for this dynasty here, that kind of came out of nowhere. And thinking, oh, this is how a team's built, right? And then I think it just shows how quickly a
0: dynasty can fall apart. Because I think Brogdon's a huge key to that. And it's it's not a move that like you know would draw a ton of interest or a ton of news or whatever. But if they reach if they can hang on to Brogdon and they let uh, Bledsoe go, you're looking you you keep your window open. But now as it is, it's like kind of like they might have just missed it. Yeah. I mean Giannis is crazy. I mean, if Giannis makes another leap, which I don't know how much room he has to make that leap. If he does, then you know we'll look stupid a couple of years from now. But I'm mm-hmm. willing to take that bet. Well, it's his outside jump shot that I mean that's the really only leap he
1: has left. And yeah, is a
2: jump shot away from being as dominant as he already is, just being insane.
0: Yeah. Side note: I, I watching Giannis like I went to the Jazz Bucks game uh, in Salt Lake. And the feeling when Giannis makes a jump shot, as like as an opposing fan, that's one of the worst feelings you can ever experience. Because <laughs> you watch this guy dunk on your team for forty minutes, and then when he, he steps into a pull up three and nails it, it's like, this is the end. This is how it ends. I mean, he doesn't do that that often, so we don't worry about it. But in the moment when he makes those threes, you just think like, well, it was nice knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's obviously talking about, but I think you know we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves. Is the Nets? Obviously, they made yeah. the the biggest splash. But on this podcast, we will never miss an opportunity to speak poorly of Kyrie. So we're going to we'll go ahead and do that now. Um, you look at what the Celtics had going on with their youth movement, and then Kyrie kind of came back and ruined it last year. The Nets have Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, uh, Joe Harris. You know, they got this great core of guys. What if those guys can't be the same when Kyrie's around, taking up the spotlight and saying lots of weird things? I think that's definitely a possibility. And then what? Like, if what if you know Kevin Durant comes back and he's only even like eighty-five to ninety percent of what he was before the injury? Like, that's still a good team, obviously. But you kind of you're investing your next four years into that, and maybe moving away from this young core that you did such a good job of developing.
1: Yeah, because they overachieved this past season. We're kind of playing with house money. Now they're like, this next season, I guess they have like a grace year. True. They're not expected yeah. to win anything. But
0: what if they like? Get like a seventh seed. If they don't get like a top four or five seed, it's gonna. If they really don't
1: bad. make the playoffs or like on a six, seven, eight seed again, Kenny Atkinson will probably be on the hot seat. And if they lose the
0: first five games the next year, well, they're we, out. We saw this with the Jazz this season. The hardest, one of the hardest things to do in sports is to go from the scrappy underdog that no one saw coming to the okay, this is a team on the rise. Let's see how much further they can rise. Mm-hmm. Playing with that chip versus the pressure, and the nets of yeah, the nets have kind of now jumped from the scrappy underdog role to the okay, you're you're here. Let's see what you can do.
1: And we're forgetting, I mean, all those years ago is when the Brooklyn Nets made that trade for KG Paul Pierce to add with Darren Williams and Joe Johnson, no one was like, "What are the Nets doing?" Type of thing. I mean, Everyone yeah, was thinking, sense. "This is a super team." They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And when they were the four seed for the next four years... They won like two playoff series. Yeah, then they realized what a grave mistake that would have been. You're looking at Kyrie, who doesn't doesn't enhance everyone's abilities around him. Well,
0: Kyrie's the most talented player I've ever seen who makes the smallest impact relative to his talent. Yeah. If that makes any sense. He hit one shot in game seven and that's kind of been his staple well you, you know what's interesting is him and lebron had that like semi falling out or whatever i just always assumed that was like mostly lebron's fault because lebron you know lebron's brightness like pushes people away or whatever but now like looking back and looking at what Kyrie has done since then i'm like are we sure it wasn't like at least 50 50 or maybe like 60 40 Kyrie's <laughs> fault
1: oh yeah i think that's totally possible because if I had to pick a superstar that would crumble a super team, I'd pick Kyrie. Like, We thought Boston, who was set up to be this dynasty for the next eight years, collapse. I mean, they kind of had that same transition like the Jazz did, where they played exceptional that year before when Kyrie got hurt and Gordon Hayward. And then when they came back, that they had all the expectation on him and they don't play the same. So I guess the question is, um, how do you maintain that chip? in order to like play at that edge and be the in your minds plays the underdog because i think with the warriors like they were able to play at that edge like it's us against the world type of thing after they won their first or second championship like they embraced the role of being the villains so i don't know if any of the knicks fans have come out of their bunkers yet um the not. world has not ended and is
0: continuing to spin. Well, Knicks fans have been too busy trying to spin zone their way uh, out of the state of reality and into the state of denial. <laughs> like I saw them all across Twitter saying things like, you know, even even though the Knicks missed out on everybody, uh, they still own New York, and and even on the Nets' best day in their franchise history, people are still talking about the Knicks. I'm like, okay, that's technically true, but they're only talking about how much the Knicks suck and what a dumpster fire that franchise is. Yeah, because they're all their big thing is like, hey, like you know what we we struck out on everybody this year, but 2021 we'll have all that cap space again, and it's like, well, first of all, 2021 is not going to be nearly as good as this year for free agents, and also, what is it that makes you think you if you missed out this year, what makes you think you can get free agents in 2021? Because <laughs> you don't have like the Nets' biggest selling point to me, honestly, was look at this core we have that you can come play with, and we already have something going here. Whereas the Nets, it's like. Mitchell Robinson blocked a lot of shots. Wouldn't that be fun to play with? And Kevin Knox, man, you should have seen him in the summer league. Like, woof. like what What do they have to offer? And it's, it's not going to be any different, I don't feel like, in 2021, unless they really, really draft well before then.
1: Well, I feel like Adam Silver. But the one good thing and kind of theme of this podcast that Knicks fans can take solace in um, is that the Lakers were a dumpster fire like 14 days ago, and they're on the verge of becoming one of the greatest teams of all time on paper. So if the Knicks can really... Well, if the Knicks overachieve this next year, Kevin Knox averages 20 a game. Mitchell Robinson, who knows what he does,
0: Have blocks eight, eight shots. <laughs> Have you been smoking crack with, with Spike Lee when I'm not around? No, it is a possibility, though. But I just I just look at the Knicks, the Knicks young guys and just, like, I don't see Nothing anything to write home about. Yeah, I don't think, see anything appealing.
1: But now they'll have the chip on their shoulders while Brooklyn is now the alpha in their own city. Okay, actually, that's why I want to lead into this next point. Okay, so the Clippers right now have not signed any big free agents. I mean, they signed Patrick Beverly, which I was actually surprised about. But the thing is, if the Clippers strike out this year, don't get Kawhi. Say he goes, stays in Toronto, goes to the Lakers. The Clippers will be, um, it will be set in stone that they are the little brother of L.A., because um, they, they have an owner that's willing to spend money on them. I mean, they have tons of cap space. Would you consider moving the team out of LA if you're Steve Ballmer? Just because you're now the Lakers' um, little brother, no matter what, you're never. Lakers are always going to have the big free agents. Would you want to move to like Vegas or bring back Sonic Boom? Oh, absolutely! Go to Seattle.
0: <laughs> the city is yeah, dying. The
2: Seattle fans are perking up right now as they're listening to this.
0: Well, and and I look Great. at it as like if you're the Clippers, the Lakers have been abominable at at worst and not very good at best um, <laughs> for like eight years now. And so if you're the Clippers, you had that window to make something happen and you know carve out your own chunk of the city. And they they almost did that last year just with that team that was you know so fun yeah. to watch, so fun to follow. But like you say, if they miss out on Kawhi, it's like that window is closed. They're going to be you know back to the the butt of la basketball jokes for the rest of time so i hadn't really considered that and it would i mean i don't i feel like team moves kind of take a little bit more planning than that but on paper it does make sense to move to seattle if they don't get Kawhi. well because they vegas keep
2: Vegas is intriguing as well
1: yeah i mean vegas has basketball arena. they have the t-mobile arena they already have that i mean vegas would be a pretty easy transition i mean of course it's four or five years away if they decided like this next year, I think it'll be something to monitor. And I want everyone to remember, I made this happen. Just like the media is going to make the Lakers Kawhi thing happen.
0: They're doing their best.
1: That's something I don't understand. Is like throughout this entire season, the narrative was Kawhi doesn't want to play with LeBron. Kawhi wants to be his own guy type of thing. And then like one night, it
0: switched. Well, it's because the, for a couple weeks, the only Lakers headlines were look how dysfunctional the Lakers are because there was the whole, oh, Will Davis waive his trade kicker and you know, are they going to have enough money left over to make anything else happen and all that jazz. Now that that's kind of been cleared up, they're like, okay, we want the Lakers to be good because we're the media and that's what we do. So let's, as LeVar Ball would say, speak it into existence. (laughs) Never lost.
1: So Jackson, as the only Lakers sympathizer here or LeBron sympathizer here, what flipped in Kawhi's mind for him to sign with the Lakers?
2: If I'm Kawhi, I think about the course of my career. Um, I think about the championships that I've won. I uh, won, of course, with San Antonio with the Raptors as well. Both times, he had to defeat some dynasties. Excuse me, does he have three
1: championships? He has two. Championships? Two.
2: Two. He does have two. I was right. Two on.
1: finals MVPs as well.
2: Two finals MVPs as well. Both times, he took down some dynasties, right on the verge of three-peats. If I'm Kawhi, I'm thinking... And Kawhi, I mean, I don't think any of us know what goes on in his head. (laughs) But if I'm Kawhi, I'm thinking, I want to get a little bit of help. I would love to join one of these super teams, be on the other side of it. But ultimately, we'll have to see. That might not be his mindset at all, because he has been the one who's been able to stop those teams.
1: Well, if he... See on the opposite, if you're Kawhi, you've just defeated two dynasties. What's defeating one, two more? <laughs> I mean, you could go down as
0: one of the all-time greats, in my mind. In I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in here. <laughs> uh, first of all, in 2014, I look at that more as like of a, a team effort to take down the Heat dynasty, not like Kawhi was the leader of the you know the, the King Slayer, if you will. That That being said, Kawhi—I think
2: Kawhi was easily the best player on the court that series. I mean, he He did
0: win the Finals MVP, so I'm I'm kind of fighting a losing battle here. But jumping back (laughs) to this year, obviously, I know injuries are part of the game. Blah 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 blah. But it's not like Kawhi by himself took down the full-strength Warriors either. That's true. So is that an argument that he should join the super
1: team, or is that he should still he still has stuff to prove?
0: Yes. uh i don't know I, don't... I wasn't trying to argue a specific point i was just trying to tear Kawhi down a little bit because everyone's a little too high on him for my liking right now with good reason <laughs> but you know i'm just i'm mean yeah. so i mean right now the guy's a walking platinum album i don't know his... what that means but i'm
1: sure you're right <laughs> like his stock x fun fun guy are going for like a hundred bucks <laughs> He's, and, he says three words for me,
2: i know as long as i keep getting the content such as him saying what to do baby <laughs> i'll be <a> happy man <laughs>
1: Wow, I felt like we were speaking to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that's, he, is that what Kawhi sounded room. like when you met him? Uh, basically. Yeah. Okay. Sorry that's about. true. That's another reason I'm <laughs> trying to take on Kawhi. He <laughs> wouldn't take a
0: picture with me. Oh, no, come
1: on, Kawhi. I mean, see, the, that's another thing. He's a low-profile guy. Why in the Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah. if he goes to the Clippers, that makes sense because the Clippers are kind of the... They're the little brother, they're the
0: always gonna be second fiddle. They're gonna be
1: second fiddle. And Toronto, he's gonna to be a king there for the rest of his life. He can Kawaii and dine anywhere he wants.
0: Oh here, here's the thing. I was I see this you see this always after like a you know a, a city is quote unquote saved by an athlete. Like like Nick Foles will never have to buy a beer in Philadelphia again, or Kawhi will never have to pay for a meal in Toronto again. Like okay that's technically true, but when I see a famous athlete who did something awesome, my thought is not, Oh, I should buy him a beer I don't drink beer, obviously, first of all. But the point is, like, he's got all the money he's ever going to need. I don't have all the money I'm ever going to need. Why should I be buying him beer? I would say, hey, thanks for that championship. Buy your own beer. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's
1: you would have to pay for it. I think the restaurant would comp you for it.
0: Well, what do I know about running a restaurant? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when we open up our Sideline Dynasty, like, restaurant, Salsa sports bar. bar. <laughs> That's
2: what the next episode's about.
0: That's our next chapter.
2: It's got a new groove, a new tune. That's currently caught up in your head like the two tunes. I sit back and watch some cartoons. somebody slaps muckers on my breath But instead, tonight I came to chill. Probably worked enough. I was to qualify to see Dr. Phil. But they steady catching feelings, but they can't catch me outside. What's the deal? But still I stand still with my smile peel. Puzzle PT, big heart with some goodwill.
1: Dude, I've heard it both ways. <laughs>